It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. You know, a lot of people are remodeling their homes rather than selling or buying a new home. So it brings this question up as to whether you can recoup or to what amount can you recoup different projects that you may have? Well, I always say when you remodel, do it for yourself. But keep in mind, one day you may want to resell it. So don't go, you know, way crazy on the deep end on what you do and make it so, I don't know, outright feel that it's not attractive to many people. But having said all of that, Steve, the average recoup is about 66%, I would say. So for every dollar you spend, the average is 66 cents that you'll get back. Correct. Now, of course, as time goes on, this would be, you know, relatively immediately. So if you were to enhance the kitchen and then put the house up for sale, that's what you're looking at. If you enhance the kitchen and then go to sell your house 10 years from now. Okay. You know. Yeah. So what does that look like? For example, people always ask, well, should I do this? Should I do that? Mm-hmm. If you were to change out a garage door, it's about 97%. So garage doors, I was, I always see that at the top of the list. I know. Why? <laughs> I this must be why. an up north thing. I well, don't know. Either they're very cheap or... You know what it is? It could be curb appeal. Yeah. Okay. Because okay, so, you know how important curb appeal that's right. is, right? So you, you got that ugly, wooden, scratched up wood. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, replace your garage doors without worry. Right, right. Okay, go on. All right. So the, uh, manufactured stone veneer, 94%. Mid-range minor kitchen remodel, 80%. Well, what is um, mid-range price? 50 Depends. I mean, what are they they well, basing? Oh, so let's say the median price home. Yeah. We just read is like two fifty six. Yeah, so so no, it can't be fifty. It would be 20,000. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Would, I guess would be wood deck additions. You know, that's not a big thing in South Florida. No. Yeah, a pool would be more. Yeah. All right, move on. Siding replacement of your siding. That's a big thing up north in other parts mm-hmm. of the country. Seventy five percent. Okay. Steel entry door replacements. Seventy five percent. Vinyl window replacements, 73%. Fiberglass, grant. Wait, 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 stop. What is vinyl window? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look into that. It's kind of like, I don't know, I'm thinking of the three little pigs. The the house made of straw, the house made of. Was vinyl one of them? (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, how good is vinyl for a window? Okay, we've talked enough about that. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, these are all really boring. I know. Okay, vinyl window, steel entry door. I guess if yeah. you're going to have to have a steel entry door, you're going to get 75% of your money back. And wood window replacement. So all of these that they're showing, these are the top 10 projects. They're yeah. running anywhere from 70 to 95%. Okay. I have a Florida question for Yay. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you have some experience in this. What about impact windows? Oh, yes. It's a big deal. So Huge deal. Tell us what you know. Okay. So impact windows and age of roofs are probably my two biggest issues. So for example, I had a gentleman who's got his house up for sale is asking a million four. Everybody coming through, it's a big house, like 5,000 square feet. Everybody's, oh, but it doesn't have impact windows. Well, the impact of that is probably, I don't know, we haven't priced it out, but I'm going to say it's a $100,000 investment. Sure. So the seller's like, okay, I'm getting tired of everybody telling me it needs this, it needs that. What if I go out and install impact windows? Why don't I spend the $100,000? That's great. It'll make the house more attractive. But the real question is, if you spend that 100000 are you going to be able to recoup that 100000 That That is the $64,000 question. Correct. So, uh, number one, if he's not getting any kind of action on the house right. because of this issue, then having impact windows will take away 
that obstruction. That's an objection because there's other objections. The House needs to be updated. There are other objections. Is it an excuse? And here you just said it. It is an excuse. At the end of the day, when you hear it needs this, it needs that, Mm. what it's really saying is your price too high. I don't see the value at the price that you are asking. So under that scenario, the real scenario, The moral to this story is, (laughs) and I told him, just reduce the price of the house to where the market is. The market's not accepting our price. Right. Okay. Save the 100000 Okay. Well, that's good. So what have we learned from impact windows? First of all, if you've got 5,000 square feet, do you really want to put up corrugated sheet metal? No. no. <laughs> over every Plywood window? on the second floor. Well, yeah. You know. Huge sheets of over very large windows. Well, you're no. hiring people to do this. And I will tell you, though, there is a downside to impact windows. Okay. So I've been down in Florida for a really long time. I've lived through a lot of hurricanes. And we used to have put the corrugated right. sheet metal up on there. And at one time, we used to tape our windows. When tape, we thought that's that right, was smart. duct tape. That was really stupid, but we thought it was smart. Anyway, what was going on outside stayed outside because you couldn't see it. <laughs> but with impact windows, you can see everything. Flying by. And you feel like it's the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, And yeah. you're Dorothy in the house. It's, it's kind of cool. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, actually. <laughs> But what people don't realize, these impact windows will crack, okay? Uh, under a certain, what do you mean they'll crack? They will break. Uh, they won't. If they're struck if they're by struck, an object you will get, certain, They will crack. Yeah. So now you have cracked windows that you have to replace. Uh, so you might be better off keeping your <laughs> impact windows and accordion shutters. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, you know, maybe since I don't like Just watching carry insurance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So- we only have a little bit of time left, sure. but I do want to go through this one letter to Dear Ann. This is Dear Ann, my seller and I had a falling out. Now, this is a broker writing to, I guess, a broker magazine or something. My seller and I had a falling out. He asked me to cancel our listing agreement, and I, at first I refused, but upon consideration, I told him that we would release him if he paid the cancellation fee. The seller said, absolutely not. He's not paying no fee. And so they're still in limbo as I write, as this broker says, add to this that a new broker was brought on board and they actually took out the first broker's sign, put in the new, that started a fight. Now she's asking the question, the broker's asking the question, is this ethical with regards to how brokers are allowed to treat each other? Yeah, no, wrong, 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 wrong. We have to take a code of ethics and this is like right at the top of the game here. First of all, the second broker needs to ask the seller, what kind of listing agreement do you have? Mm -hmm. So if it's an exclusive right to list, which most of them are, you can't just willy-nilly decide, oh, okay, you don't like your first broker, now I'm your broker. It Mm -hmm. doesn't work that way. You need to make sure that, and for me, what I would is insist in seeing something, writing, saying that they've been released. You're also protecting, you have an obligation to that seller too. You don't want to jeopardize that seller and put them in a situation now where the seller may owe two commissions because of your aggressiveness in insisting on going ahead and being the second broker, even though it hasn't been released from the first broker. So as realtors, we need to follow our code of ethics and and watch and and protect the seller as well. I can understand the seller's point of view of not wanting to pay the cancellation fee because if you believe that the broker underperformed, then in a sense, you feel there's a breach of contract. But then the broker says, well, I put in this time, I've done the advertising and all of that. And so I need some compensation for that. So it can stand in limbo. Right. Until the, until, <laughs> exactly. Until the listing expires. Now, yeah. what that seller should do is reach out to the broker 
not the agent, but the broker, go above the agent, go to the broker and see what deal can be made. Honestly, if a seller doesn't want to work with me, I shake their hands, let's part as friends and let's let's go. Yeah, because what's the point? Yeah. Right. But that's that's a personal decision between the real estate brokerage. Well, that's why I have you on the show, Terry Story. Terry Mm -hmm. is with us every single week. She's a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams, located in Boca Raton, Florida, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks a lot, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.